All right, Sam, we got the Battle for Atlantis tournament. We got three games. We got to get through this in, I don't know, 30 or 40 minutes. Are you ready to do it? Let's do it. Don't touch that, dog. There have been mixes and dance tracks put together in the past. But none can outrun or equal the power of Mega Blast. You're listening to the Two Ramblers Podcast with your host, Dauber. And his brother-in-arms, Sammy D. All right, we're breaking down the Battle for Atlantis tournament in the Bahamas. Took place over Thanksgiving weekend 2021. Three games. Came away with one big win. Game three. And uh, saw some Power 5 opponents. And uh, Sammy, let's... uh, Let's bring you in here and uh, let's get some uh, first reactions. Uh, why don't you give me a first reaction of the whole tournament, getting invited to the tournament, uh, being a part, the whole deal? I, I think the, the first impression was that we belonged. Uh, I, I've always said, I, as a Rambler fan from a long time ago, just like I, I love the fact of my team is, being, is able to stand on a court with a Power 5 team. I mean, I remember when they opened the Genteel Center and Michigan State came in and they blew the doors off us by like 30-something odd points. Didn't like, Mateel, didn't wasn't, what was it, Cleves or what was that guy's name? Was he on that team? I can't, no, it was Zach Randolph was. Yeah, Zach Randolph, right. And we did not belong on the court with them. And whereas this weekend showed, yeah, we we belong on the court. We We played well at times and played like, yeah, we belong here. So I was like, that was exciting to see not exciting to see the losses but yeah we belong yeah i um i mean if i if i look at this game um or these couple few games i the way i see it is it's it's, it's a split uh michigan state a real 50 50 game uh i mean it came down to the last possession uh we didn't play our best game and 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 still i mean we're right there at the end and uh and then Auburn, obviously, there was some talent on Auburn that was really difficult. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, we could play uh, nine perfect games against them and still maybe come up short uh, and maybe win one. Um, I, maybe Okay, keep going. Okay, so I don't know. Maybe I feel like they're, they're at a, a little bit of a different level in terms of that, some of their height and some of their uh, athleticism. I mean, you got at least one or two NBA players on that, that team. Yeah. No, that's um, definitely true. Yeah. So, and then I felt like the last game we showed up big. So that, so I kind of see it as a split, a 50, 50 game, a game that we were maybe a little outmatched for, and then a game that we showed up. So, but you see it differently. Yeah. I, I watched the Arizona or the, the Arizona state and the Auburn game last night. And, uh, I, and watching the Auburn game, I, there was one of those stretches that we had last season that were so infuriating where they didn't score for like five or six minutes of game time. And, and that's, that was the game. I mean, uh, Auburn went out and it was so, I mean, there, we had the lead in against Auburn. Yeah. They had some freak athletes that, 
I mean, that Jabari Smith guy, wow. Um, but again, it was like we were in the game. We just did not score for six minutes. It was like you can't win a game and then have, you know, a crap load of turnovers. And so it was like one of those games was like, yeah, we did not win. It did not look pretty. and But yet we belonged on the court and showed that, okay, yeah, we, we played a bad game and still only lost by nine, um, which I think is – Quite a testament to the fact that that was a top 25 team with two or three NBA players on it. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, it, there was just, I do remember that stretch, and it just felt like the, the ball could could not get in the basket. It, it just, I mean, we clanked some. We missed missed a lot of layups over the weekend, um, over the, the whole week. Yeah. Um, and I think it's because we're playing these uh, these trees, you know. I mean, these freaking guys. That that guy. Yeah. What's this guy's name on? Um, let me pull the, up the Auburn. Uh, the Kessler. Kessler. Oh my god! I want to punch that guy in the stomach. Uh, he just, he just, I just every there were these like baby face trees that we saw um, the entire week, uh, and I guess you know. I mean, in a weird way. It, it's it's interesting, you know, we because we were in the horizon, because we were in, uh, you know, we're in this mid major, what, whatever it's called, the the valley. Um, you know, we don't see a lot of these diaper dandy type guys. You know, yeah. these one and done guys. We don't see these guys. So to see them, it's like wow. Okay, um, you can see the raw talent. You can see even the the athleticism. You know, it's it's a real challenge. And so yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure when you're practicing and you're putting up, um, you know, you're putting up layups, you're not thinking, oh, there's a guy who's going to be freakishly tall and athletic. And can jump. And can jump who's going to wipe the glass. Um, and, you know, just getting used. I felt like, I felt like you know, in, uh, I felt like the third game, I saw a lot more, a little more body control under the hoop where they were aware of the defender. Um, probably because you know there was a couple of really embarrassing. I mean, there was there were still some embarrassing dunk attempts by our team throughout right. the entire all three games. I mean, so I think that's the key is like we have to really uh, adjust to that kind of talent and that kind of height. And maybe you know, and maybe it's always going to be a little bit of a challenge. Well, but even in that, you know, yes, they had some freak athletes. But again, you know, our defense played well and defense showed that, hey, again, I mean, it was the theme of the weekend. We belong. We belong in the discussion. I mean, they had a guy there, the Jabari Smith, who the NBA analyst get, or scout guy said he could be one of the top three picks in the draft this coming or next year. And and he showed it. And and yet, yeah, he had some moments where like, wow, that was impressive. But I never felt like we should not be on the same court with them. Um, and and that was definitely true with um, going even all the way back to the Michigan State game where there were times where it was like we, we definitely showed we belong on that court with them. And you know, even one of their players was one of the all-tournament team, and he did nothing against Loyola because he couldn't see the court. Um and so uh, I definitely was very impressed with like, okay, yeah, we lost two games that, that stinks, but they're going to be two losses that, you know, down the road are going to be 
so much more valuable, you know, for the team, the team makeup. And I think they'll prove valuable come the tournament time. Well, let's uh, break it down game by game. Let's start with the first game. Okay. Now, you know, I wanted to call this episode F to the Izzo, but you said this is a family show and we can't, we can't do that. Um, Boy, I was so stung at the end of that game. I just, oh I thought we did everything we needed to do, short of closeout Malik Hall on one of his nine for nine field goals. <laughs> wow! Uh, but I thought, oh man, I thought we were right there. I thought we were going to put it to him, and I was so looking forward to the wrap up where all the analysts would have to give us credit, and then, oh. Yeah, so it's like I almost as I watched it, uh, the replay again and again because they kept showing it. I just was like Norris, why don't you just give the Bingham guy just a nut shot, you know, so he doesn't get up? But you know, well, I I mean, ugh, that was a, I feel I feel like we need to get uh, I I don't know maybe we, who who's the 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 walk on with the podcast uh, uh, Willie Willie Alcott. Can we just Alcott. bring him in Alcott. at the end of a half? To just, you know, kind of just, I don't know, kind of be a bruiser. We need like one of those old enforcers like Bobby <laughs> Probert or somebody like that, you know, who could just come in and. Bill Beer. Yeah, because these guys, these, these, these diaper dandies and these guys, they, 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 I think they, they expect that they're just going to be given space and they're going to be, you know, I just think we just need to give them a couple of rough ones, you know? Um, <laughs> I don't know. There were a couple of times I just, especially that man. I, well, I don't want to get to the next game, but that other guy, that blonde, that tall, what was his name? Again? Kessler. Walker. Kessler. Kessler. Kessler Walker with his full Spider-Man outfit on. I freaking, <laughs> if you talk to my kids, there's one thing I hate. It's I hate sleeves and I hate these. I hate the, like the yoga pants that they're wearing underneath their their uniforms it's driving me nuts i get compression, yeah, compression. The, i get yeah. compression like on a knee or whatever but come on you gotta have it th- like long underwear that's ridiculous you can't can't knock it till you try it dabber well you know what i i'm i'm old school i'm old school give me those john stockton sh- short shorts i'm good all right what what are what All other right. give, give break down some other things uh in, but, the, in this uh, michigan, michigan state, state game. Uh, the thing that i a lot of grit um, from that game. They were down 9 nothing, and they looked like, well, we don't belong here. Let's put us back on the plane. And then they came back and took the lead and in the first half and were back and forth and then even took a uh, – went all the way to have a nine-point lead in the first half. So, I mean, they literally flipped it completely um, and really showed we can shoot, we can defend, and uh, – and again, it was just like it came down to come just one crazy play at the end. Um, and even um, Coach Drew said later that, you know, he should have played it the last minute a little differently. Um, but you walk away you're like, OK, let's move on. Yeah, I um, 
I, I mean, I love when we're on, um, when we have these national announcers who are calling our games. And you know that when they prep, they kind of told themselves a story of how this game was going to go. And when we went down 9-0, they're starting to talk about Malik Hall and Bingham Jr. and Gabe Brown. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And then when we came back, I almost felt like I heard astonishment in their voices. Uh, mm-hmm. Luckily, luckily, because we had gone to the Sweet 16 and the Final Four, there's still a little bit of a, uh, you know, a little bit of a respect on our name. Um, but still, seeing them real game watch us play, you could see them, you know, really starting to to go. Oh, okay, this there's something here, you know. So we, I felt like in that game, we were getting a lot of credit towards the end of the game. Yeah, no, that's definitely true, and. It, it, yeah, and it was just again, it's name recognition. It's just like this is a new team, and I I don't think I think because it was a national broadcast, I don't think there was one mention of of Cam Crutwig. So uh, we there there definitely to... was in that game, um, but I will say, and I was you're you're kind of stealing my headline from the third no, game. I'm sorry, the third game, I think there was a zero mention of him at all. And part of the reason why I think is because this this team I don't know who I can't remember their names, but this team called all three games, and I think by the third game, mm-hmm. you know they're they're thinking about the guys in this team, right? Right? They're yep. not they're not thinking about last year. Um, they might yep. not even really watch the games in the past. So they they you know they they now have three Loyola games under their belt. So yeah, his name was not coming up in game three at all. Yeah, that's definitely true. Um, any, um, any. Uh, let's see. I wanted to to talk about. It. I don't know if there's any award Rambler awards for that first game. What it, is there any player that stands out to you that uh, that kind of showed up in that game? Uh, you know, I, obviously, you know, Lucas played really well. Uh, although looking back over the statute, like he was one for five from three. I'm like, oh, wow, I don't remember all, but. Um, and then five for five from the line. So that was awesome to see. Um, yeah, I just, I, I think overall it was just like, okay, this is one of those games where they all played, you know, decent and uh, played well defensively. And so then therefore, um, yeah, 23, yeah, 23 rebounds for Loyola to 29 for Michigan State, which Michigan State's known for their rebounding. It's like, that, that's pretty impressive. Um, and again, they just, they were in the game and that was exciting to see. Well, I was a little bummed out that the, um, you know, I thought we were on to something after the first, uh, after the last uh, game um, against, um, what did we play uh, last week? Who, who was the? UIC. Yeah, after UIC, I thought we were on to something with uh, with the with the Beastie Boy lineup, and uh, yes, and uh, Beastie Boys struggled a little bit, uh, uh, you know, on this trip. Um, you know, I think Tate Hall went one for eight that first game, and Schwieger was kind of. I kept waiting for Schwieger to show up, and 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 I mean, I see one of the things I'll say about Schwieger's game is. I think um, one of the things that's great when we're playing teams like UIC and some of these smaller teams, Schwieger is so good in the paint, you know, kind of uh, pivoting, yeah, and and that did not work with these trees. It just it, it was a lot yeah. harder to get to the hoop. Um, and yeah, there was uh, not a mismatch. Yeah, like and in UIC. 
Um, I will say of the of the Beastie Boys, though, I definitely think Braden Norris had his hands full all every game, including that last game. Uh, that last game, I mean, he was just he had his hands full. He was, I mean, he's probably guarding some of the best guards in the country. Um, and although, yeah, we'll, we'll get to Arizona State. They, they had a, one guard there I thought was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, um, so yeah, definitely uh, good to see uh, Keith Clemens back in the lineup. Um, yes, regularly. Two for four uh, in that game, or two two for five total, but two for four from three. Um, so, I mean, yeah, obviously, if that guy starts dropping threes, and and everyone else continues to shoot well, Schwieger and uh, you know, Lucas and some of the, and I don't know, is Huddy going to be a three point specialist now? Or I mean, do we have a, a new Frank, the tank on our team? <laughs> not, not yet. All right. All right. Let's Auburn. What was thoughts from Auburn other than the, the baby, baby face giants, as you call them, um, baby face trees is what I call baby them. face trees. Right? Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, yeah, I think, you know, it's funny. I, I think the way that that game felt at different times uh, kind of colored my uh, my thoughts of it, you know, and as you say it, you know, hey, we were only down uh, nine at the end of the game, and there were different times where we were really close. Um, um, so, I, I mean, I, I think it was great to see Marquise Kennedy uh, show up pretty big, six for eight. Um you know, it it just I feel like uh, with a couple of these teams, and maybe this is going to be uh, we're going to get better with this um, as we move on. I feel like the first couple minutes of our games, all all year long, we get behind sometimes, or we just start to we're kind of slow coming out the gate. Mm-hmm. And I think a team like this, you know, we we have to execute quickly. Um, otherwise, it's I mean, luckily we didn't get. I don't think we got blown out in any game you know we didn't get that far behind but we were at risk i mean yeah. i was worried obviously you mentioned michigan state and in this game i don't know how how much do we get behind in this game i'm trying to look at the numbers here uh biggest lead huh? i can't remember. yeah they were up by 10 right the, well that was that was the second half um we were up by two uh, with 17 to go. We just need to be up by 20 with 17 to go. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, again, it was one of those. I mean, it, it, it was infuriating. It was second half. It was six. It was six minutes. Like the clock was running for six minutes where we didn't score. And it was just like and at that moment, it was a two point game. And then even at the end of the six minutes, it was a nine point game. So they didn't run away from us. Um, it just we didn't. We didn't play the game. I, I mean, if two or three of those shots go down, it's again a fifty-fifty game, um, and in, and that's what was so difficult to see in second half of for three points uh, or three pointers. They're one for ten. You're not going to win a game when you're shooting one for ten, and then free throws four for nine in the second half. I mean, so there's you you maybe hit two or three more. That's six. And one or two more free throws at seven, eight points, and now we're talking a one point game. Um, so, yeah, and and um, I mean, based on our first four games, um, 
you know, I think you mentioned that you were surprised at the play of, of Ahir Ugwak, um, that, you know, the, some of this play, some of this play that he, I mean, he was leading games in scoring that was not expected. And, um, you know, he really struggled against Auburn. Uh, I, I almost felt like at different ones, I didn't even see him on the court or, or I couldn't, I was trying to figure out, you know, I, I wasn't seeing him have an impact on the game. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when I think of a team like one of, the, one of these athletic teams uh, with, you know, with big guys, that's a guy who I expect to show up because we need right. him, right? Yeah. Braden Norris can't handle everybody, you know, and, and, right. and, or, you know, these littler guys can't handle some of this, uh, some of this beef that's running around on the court. And that's the guy I would expect to kind of, you know. Yes. But they, uh, but in that, as you talk about the athleticism, the thing that really showed or showed out, uh, stood out to me was Marquise Kennedy. Like in that game against Auburn, there were a number of times where he jumped off the screen and literally almost jumped out of the, the, the gym. Um, and it was just like, there was Jabari Smith, who was freakishly athletically gifted, and then there was Marquise Kennedy, where there were—I mean, there were moments where he was just like, "Oh my gosh, did you see what he just blew right by, you know, giant tree, um, you know, right to the rim and was not afraid?" And it was just like, "Dude, you got to do that more. Stop." I, I, I feel like there's this almost like this—I um, can't think of the word, but just like uh, governor. That's it, you know, from like a golf cart, you know. Where he's running and you're, or, you know, driving all of a sudden, like the governor goes on like his, in his own head, like, oh, I can't do this. And realize there were moments where the governor went off and he just did things through like, and then it was, even in this, the Arizona game, Arizona State game, where the announcer was like, did you see what he did? And she kept calling him Marcus. And I yeah. just kind of like, all right. I no. thought but, that, yeah, Marcus, yeah, Marcus. But there were moments where like, did you see what he did? Oh my gosh. Would you just do that more? You are literally the best athlete on the court and just play like it. Right. Well, maybe that's the secret. Maybe, maybe, maybe we need Marcus Kennedy to, to start. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Cause that was what, again, the infuriating of that six minutes was like, there was not one person who said, I'm going to take the ball and I'm going to take it to the rim and I'm going to get a free throw and we're going to at least score a free throw. And there was none of that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So I, I mean, just to, 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 to put a bow on this Auburn game, you know, Marquise Kennedy for sure showed up for us and, um, and and you know maybe that's maybe that's kind of a wake up call that game um, where where he could really show what he did against such talent and you know um, and you know we need more of that I mean I think that the the key for our team is we need we need all these guys right yeah uh, you know we're we we don't have uh, a first round NBA pick right um, we are a little bit of an older team. Uh, with some super seniors and stuff and uh, and we've kind of put together these guys and we've all seen this now after seven games we've seen different guys step up almost in every game and the key is we need these guys all playing at a high level to beat these uh, to beat these big teams I mean that's that's the only way we're going to win right we can't have our big men all go all go quiet in a game or we can't have our 
um, you know, our threes get cold for everybody, you know? Uh, yeah. So, well, let's get to this. Uh, let's get to this last game. Uh, and uh, I'm, I, the story of this game has got to be Jacob Hudson. And I thought I would go back. I know there's a lot of people who have been writing me, writing me uh, from the Two Ramblers podcast. A lot of people writing in. Uh, and and it can it can people email us, Dabber? I'm sure there's a way people can email us. <laughs> two 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 Ramblers. <clears throat> That's a five dollar fine. Yeah, two ramblers at dauber dot net. Uh, so it's uh, uh, the 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 number two ramblers at dauber d o b b e r dot net. So two ramblers at dauber dot net, and that will get to both of us. It, it kind of it sends an email yes. to both of us. So so s- send your email, send your questions. Yeah. So uh, as I said, you know, I, I got some uh, f- some feedback uh, from episode. Uh, two of the Ramblers podcast uh, when we played Florida Gulf Coast, and uh, I don't know if you remember this, but I was starting to pull the pan- uh, I was starting to push the panic button on on Jacob Hudson. So I'm going to play this clip right now. Should we be concerned about Huddy? I, you know, I was thinking about that. I, I don't think so because um, again. It, we still need to remember that even though his, you know, he had such great games at the end of last season, he did not play at all up until the last five or six games. That's why that was such like an aberration. Like, you know, like what do you, I mean, he literally did not play at all. And then all of a sudden he had these great games in the, in the, in the arch madness as well as in the March madness. And it was kind of like, Oh my gosh, this is what's going to happen. So, the realization of like, you know, could be through the roof, but then the reality of like, Hey, he's 19. He literally, I don't even think he is 19. Like he is a kid that is learning how to play at division one, high division one level. And so it's like, I'm fine with what he did. Sammy D. Now that is the kind of, of insightful commentary that you get here on the two revelers podcast from the professor sammy d uh that was great that was from episode two of the two revelers podcast and uh let's just uh let's just break down um these numbers for the arizona state game 77 to 59 loyola over arizona state Jacob Hudson, nine for 13, three for three field uh, from three points, uh, three offensive rebounds, two defensive rebounds, uh, a block, and, uh, and, and that's it. No steals, but a block. So, and in 24 minutes of play. What do you yeah, what do you have to say about that? Well, what can you add? To, oh, my God. What can I, I you add even, to that? I, my, unfortunately, my... Uh, printer cut off my, all of my uh, stat sheet here, but just the reality of that was in 24 minutes. Like I, like that's unfathomable. I just wow. If if, if I am literally the, the rest of well. the Missouri Valley, I am not looking forward to this kid. 
because it's like we everybody thought with Cam Crutwood leaving that Loyal would come back down to earth. But if this guy has the threat of this type of game, it's like, what are you going to do? Like, that's just, that's not fair. Um, so where, yeah, he's not maybe, the he's not the most athletic big as we saw this weekend, but if he can have games where it's like the threat of him shooting the three, the, the threat of him moving around, it's like in 25 minutes he scores, or 24 minutes he scores 26 points. That's like, yeah, that's awesome. I think it's the haircut. The, uh, the high tap fade, uh, I think, has just... Uh, lightened up him a little bit. Uh, it's 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 improved his footwork and it's it's helped him find this three. So I, I think keep that keep it high and tight, uh, Huddy. Yes, I, I would would totally agree with that. You're so right about the valley, though. Um, you know, I'm sure these valley teams uh, sitting around Thanksgiving had nothing better to do than watch us play, and uh, uh, and I. I bet it it created a little. I mean, I'm going to be at the game on Wednesday against Indiana State. Uh, yeah, with, buddy, uh, with Uncle Jeffy, uh, our uh, our brother-in-law. Um, so, we, we need to get we need to get him on the podcast. We, well, you know, I think he wants to give us let us let us find our footing. Uh, uh, I think he's listened to at least one of the uh, two Ramblers podcasts. So, um, yeah, uh, but but. You know, I think if I'm Indiana State's coach, I think if I'm if I'm one of these other coaches, and I see if I heard about the Michigan State game, and then I, you know, watched maybe this Arizona State game as I'm sort of scheming us and stuff. Yeah, a lot of problems. We we have a lot. We have a problem. I mean, who do you take away from on our team? You know, who do right. you who who do you scheme against? You know, because yeah. you scheme against Lucas team, Williamson, I, I felt like was very much a Valley looking team and and loyal looked really good against them. Yeah, I mean, but, but, I mean, back to who do you scheme against? Do you scheme against Lucas Williamson? Well, he, he barely played any in the Arizona State game. Right. I mean, so we won without him. I mean, and we've seen games where where Huddy barely got any time and we had guys coming off the bench playing Knight and Welch and it's like and and we've had multiple different guys you know get hot with threes so like I mean Schwieger didn't play his best in in the Bahamas and yet obviously he was our leading scorer coming into the Bahamas so it's kind of like it's kind of like who who I mean pick your poison on this team yeah, I mean, because even even looking at Schwieger and Knight, you know, they came in and they played. You know, Knight played fifteen minutes and Schwieger played twenty eight minutes, um, and Knight in particular, you know, fifteen minutes he had eight points and um, two rebounds. It's like you know, that's serviceable as a you know as a relief for Hudson, and it's like again, if, if you're going to have you know, 39 minutes and have 39 points. It's like, that's pretty phenomenal for your number five. And then Schwieger, it's like, I I still was excited to see him. He wasn't afraid to shoot. Um, Some of his like jab step and then fade away. I was like, I'm not a big fan of that shot anymore, but, um, but I love the fact that he's not afraid to shoot the three. I mean, he was three of six and it's just like, it's like, yeah, he's going to put it up. And it, like, 
and, and that was a, it was encouraging to see that yes he didn't play his best games against Auburn who there was definitely a mismatch but um, he definitely when he came out against Arizona State he's like okay let's put it in the bank let's keep going and then you know the shot was there yeah I mean four for four for nine uh, uh, 50 percent three for six off of the th- three-point line um, I got a question. This is a dumb question. I'm not the most informed basketball fan, um, so uh, it's kind of funny that I'm hosting a basketball podcast. But um, uh, is he left-handed? Do you know? Who? Uh, I, think the only, I think the only left-handed is uh, Tate Hall. Okay, because the the there's something interesting. Uh, I, I'm going to have to break down the tape, but there's something interesting about his three-point shot, and I can't tell if his elbow's in a different position or... Um, just especially when I see him from the wing shooting, there's something with his left hand. It looks like almost like he's guiding with his left hand or he's pushing with his left hand. I don't know. So anyway, I just, I, there's something there. If anyone has any ideas, two ramblers at dauber.net. If, if you can tell me what, what's unique about the Schwieger shot, cause there's something about it. Um, but boy, when he gets, when he's on with it, oh, man, it just, yeah, it, it, it's one of those shots where, it doesn't hit the net as it goes through, right. which is nice. It's which is like, <laughs> yeah. So I I agree. I agree. And then uh, Will Alcock got in the game. Uh, went missed missed a shot. I was really hoping for for another <laughs> another buck bucket uh, for him. And uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else in this game that stood out to me. Um, Chris Knight looked pretty good in this game. Um, and, yeah, uh, just I think overall it was. I think this was key. I'm looking at just my favorite stat: thirteen of sixteen from the free throw line. It's like you can have a game like that where um, it's that's what it should be every game: eighty percent from free throws. It's like you should, be, and then you shot forty six percent from three, fifty percent overall from the. It was like that was a quality offensive game. You know, drive to the basket, and so uh, eight, yeah, eight for ten in the, in the second half and free throws. That's I love that stuff. Um, but then the other thing I thought was funny, they didn't really talk about it in the game, which I was kind of like, do your homework. The DJ Horn guy, who was their second leading scorer, um, he's played the last two years at Illinois State. Never once was it mentioned that hey, Loyola knows this guy because they play in the same conference. Yeah, it, like it, it, it was it was mentioned. It was mentioned, uh, and I it, the first thing I thought of as an informed Rambler fan was I was like, oh, Norris has probably played this guy before, um, and and I and and that that was one thing that I thought was particularly. I mean, they 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 did. I think in the second half um, there were two possessions in a row where they called him for a foul. They mm-hmm. finally started calling. I mean, because he was ch- hand checking and fouling the whole game. Right. It was, and that's one of those things that I think we need to adjust for as a team. Like when we play these more physical teams or these, these potential teams from these bigger conferences, um, it, it, I could tell, I felt like that guy was just, you know, taking advantage of, I, I don't, I can't quite explain it, but, but almost like, Hey, I'm going to bully this guy around until they call me on it. And then right. they, and then they called him two times, uh, two fouls in a row, two fouls in a row. Um, did you see this? And they he gets called for the foul. They inbound again, and they call him again. 
So right. they kind of hold him accountable. And then all of a sudden he started giving room. Um, but yeah, they were not calling that. And um, yeah, I, I think we need to adjust sometimes to this officiating, which I can't quite figure out. Did you, Lucas Williamson gets a technical for a stare? What is this? Uh, what is this? Uh, WWE? No, I think it's the NFL. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I. I, I watched that over again, and it was just like, what, why was he? I mean, because everything, it was initiated by the Arizona State player whose name escapes me, but it was just like, yeah, he hooked and pulled it. I thought that was a, I thought that was a point of emphasis. You're not supposed to hook a player, which he did. And then, uh, yeah, that was so. Like, Marion Jackson, what? was it? Or uh, Lawrence? Uh, I don't, I can't, can't, I can't remember who it was. Uh, yeah, I don't, who knows? Let's we'll yeah. just keep moving. Yeah, but yeah, it was just that was just a bizarre. Yeah, the whole weekend I I was watching Twitter. All of our our fans, uh, Loyola fans, as well as two Rambler fans, um, and they were talking about the the officiating. And yeah, there were times it was just kind of head scratching. Like I don't understand. Like what? Like there were a lot of plays that like where was the foul? Um, like almost like it was needed for a rambler to get a foul. They had to literally jump on top of them and jump up and down, and then they call the foul. Whereas it seemed like a lot of times the ramblers would just kind of look at somebody, i.e. Right. Lucas Williamson, and they get a technical. It's just it, it just didn't seem to be the same for both. I and I, and I will have to watch this as the as the season goes on. Coach Drew seems very uh, amiable on the sideline. Um, even when he was sort of arguing and advocating for Lucas Williamson, um, he seemed almost friendly and cordial with the refs. I think we're going to need him to have a kind of a, a a little bit of a a little bit of a Division One head coach jerk jerk spurt every once in a while. Uh, I mean, don't, don't you think? Because he looked really amiable, even though he did not look happy with the call. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think he's just trying to get his feet. I get it. I get it. Yeah, I mean he's. I, I mean, if you think about it, it. Most of most of your Division One coaches are the age, if not older, than the refs. Whereas right. he's younger than all of the refs. Right. Like, there's not going to be one ref that's going to. He's going to be older than. And so it's just. Kind of, I, I think he's trying to find his voice. But well, then you know, as I make that comment about it, make it at least even looking at the fouls, they were even for both teams yeah. for all three games, which doesn't make any sense. It's like it, yeah, my, it, the appearance did not look that way, but evidently the stats kind of show that it was. Well, shout out to coach drew, uh, busting out the, uh, uh, the, the Midas edition, uh, Nike dunks, uh, again, and yes. getting a shout out on national TV, the whole coaching staff wearing the, uh, the the Midas Dunks, which um, last I checked, are unavailable. I don't know how they got all those. Uh, I heard he's a little bit of a sneakerhead. Uh, they is. do have a relationship with Nike, so I don't know how he got all those shoes. But and I don't know if they wore him through the whole tournament, but they had him for that Arizona State game. Um, I, th- I I think they did have them all. I don't know. Tournament. I didn't. I did not. I usually notice uh, they they haven't worn them in every game, um, so I didn't. I did notice that they bust them out for Arizona State, and if if that's the case, uh, the last two times I've seen them wear them, uh, they have uh, 
the, the Ramblers have played really well. So maybe we need to wear those. Make sure those are being worn at all times. Well, or I don't know. Maybe we hold them on for really important games. You know, like when Drake, when we play Drake or somebody like that. You know, we. <laughs> well, Wednesday's an important game. Need to start off the season, the MVC season, with a win. Right. All right. Well, we're going to. I'm going to be there live for that one. So, um, so you're going to have to be uh, paying a close paying close attention to the stat sheet uh, because I'm going to, you know, me, I'm, I'm just going to be screaming and yelling. Where, and, <laughs> are you, you going to be, you know, uh, sneaking into the student section to lead the chance or I, boy, I wish I could. Uh, no, I'm, I'm very, I think I'm very high up in the rafters for this game. Uh, I, uh, you know, as I told you, I kind of delayed getting my tickets and you were, you were telling me all summer, get your tickets. Okay, single games are available, Dauber. And I kind of went, eh, I'm not sure, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know. <laughs> yep. And then it's like, oh, hello. Uh, so, whatever. It's good. I mean, the Genteel Center is not that big. So, I mean. Yeah, the- I, I have a feeling that it, you and Jeff uh, can be heard at any anywhere in that stadium if you go full throttle, um, which will not be difficult to do. Well, I have some recording to do the next day, so I, uh, I'm i going to have to be uh, gurgling tea at that game and being very careful to not get drawn into some uh, fracas with... Uh, uh, so, so, you know, I think Sycamore we Sycamore fans. Yeah. yeah, Sycamore fans. I think we should mention um, the, 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 um, the thing that um, we'd love to do when we go to games is pick a player from the opposing team and just just um, kind of troll them. them. No end, yeah. not, in a, not, in a, not in a harassing kind of way. You hear all these no, horrible no, no, stories. No, 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 no. We all, just, all good. We just pick some random bench player and start cheering for him. And he he's like, are people cheering for me? Or why are people focused on me? And, 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 and like, if he's on the free throw line, we're just calling him by name and, and, and he's shocked that we know his name because he's not the, the A player. It is the funniest thing. I mean, we've had guys from the free throw line look over at us. Yes. Um, so, uh, so I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to pull off those shenanigans from the, uh, the 300 level or whatever, whatever level we're in. Yes. Uh, uh, probably not. But that yeah. is the best when you, when you get under the skin of some rando <laughs> player on the other team, it's the, it is the best feeling in the world. Uh, we'll be on the lookout for our friends, big Joe Rambler and, uh, uh, uh and of course, uh, you know our podcast uh, comrade, com- comrade uh, Will Alcott. Hopefully, he'll get in the game because it's a blowout. Well, but, I don't know. Maybe we get him get him a start this year. I think we start the we start the well, chance senior night. He'll, he'll I think get senior night, senior night. We need to get him come out that first first possession. I mean, why do we always let these guys play at the end? Let's let's get him in a little earlier. I mean, we we can go down nine to Michigan State and still make it a game. So how bad could it be? <laughs> Valid point. All right, man. I'm gonna hit the I'm gonna hit the post on here. And um, all right, uh-huh. Sammy, we've done it again. What what, what they used to say in car talk? We've done it again. You've wasted another hour of your time <laughs> listening to car talk. <laughs> This is time well spent. Yes. Time well spent. All right, well, we're gonna well we're gonna get Ramblers this podcast. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna get this podcast out, and uh, 
and Sammy's going to promote it. Yes. And then, hey, if you got your questions, to ramblers at dabber.net. All right, it's time for the Cougar Cuties.